0: Hi, Emmaus. Welcome to the Proclaim and Display podcast, episode 27, where we help you show and tell the gospel to your neighbors and the nations. Back in the studio today with Jaron and Kennedy. Guys, I'm back. Yes, Woo. welcome back.
1: Woo. So thankful.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sigh of relief. <laughs> You know, I felt a little out of practice. I should have rehearsed the uh, the, rehearsed the opening there. So, first off, great job holding down the fort uh, while I was gone. I listened to every episode uh, Bless as soon Bless as it was you. published. Yeah. So, uh, how are you guys?
1: Doing, I'm doing great. Yeah. It's doing June. Good. Yeah. I can celebrate another student pastor
0: taking care of stuff in June. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You or- You were talking before the podcast. You didn't have to organize fall spirits or right. have to worry about paperwork. Yeah. So, oh, great. Yeah. I'm, doing, yeah, I'm, I'm great. feeling really good right now. That's awesome. Sounds great. Kennedy, good? Everything?
2: Yeah, doing good. Just busy time, but all good stuff.
0: I love it. So, uh, okay, a couple of housekeeping matters. So I said in the intro it's episode 27, but when I listened to Kennedy last week, she said (laughs) that was episode 27. So I think I figured out what happened. You guys were playing ahead for Cody's episode to publish this week, but I got back in the office last week, completely forgot to do the VBS podcast. So we had to go forward a week early with Cody's episode. So, pre-recorded episode 27 actually became number 26. Does anybody care listening to this podcast? No, <laughs> but do I care? Yeah, probably so. So, this is episode 27B. That's what we're going to call about it. Makes but sense. But we've reached the point that we've lost count of podcasts. which That's pretty, which cool. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. So, And if I don't move on, we're really going to lose people. This might be the last one. So, uh, um, okay, listen to all your podcasts, track what you guys are doing. Any personal highlights from maybe like the last three or four podcasts last month. What what did God do funny things? What what do you think? Karen
2: uh, and I had to learn how to work together to the yes, podcast. Yeah. That was uh, throwing
1: that signs was to fine. each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like giving each other the yeah. signal.
2: No.
0: That's <laughs> why we don't do video podcasts so no one <laughs> yeah. can see what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thank by. goodness those yeah, are not but, video podcasts. Um, that's awesome.
1: I think uh I mean I I could say several things uh Kennedy I want leave some space for you, but I enjoyed uh the podcast with Tracy Lucas and kind of going back memory lane with the tornado and hosting Briarwood. That was just a, that was really enjoyment for me just to kind of reflect and remember all that God was doing in that season. So I didn't on. realize yeah.
0: how closely connected that tornado story was to their family getting involved in a mm-hmm. I didn't know how that timeline worked out there. So it's always yeah. fun to learn people's yeah. stories
2: and yeah. how that works out. Yeah. Really cool. I will say the podcasts with Jeff, um, were fun and they really stretched Jaron and I, I uh-huh. think like, they, it was just something different than what we're used to, and so that challenge was fun, um, but it also was a good stretch and push for us to really dig into something that mm-hmm. we maybe haven't dug into before. Yeah.
0: I, I thought listening to those podcasts with Jeff um, and those, when we do more of these like teaching discipleship podcasts, we're probably going to have to include some show notes because I listen to podcasts, you know, yeah. when I'm doing the dishes when I'm I'm doing some type of like, you know, housework or walk the dog or whatever and you're like, I can't take notes right now. Right. So uh That's a good I mean yes we will commit to doing some show notes on on these things along the way. So I, I tell you Maggie's
1: podcast was really good too. Yeah. Maggie's was so that good. Was, and, yeah. that was
0: she a good was one. uh
1: it was just great to hear her how she's worked through the gospel in her life and how that I mean for her that is a daily a rhythm and how that influences her life every day. Was just I was really so special. encouraged at the yeah, end of the that podcast.
0: Good. Yeah, I, I love that. So, so Emmaus, we are working. We've got some great interviews lined up for the summer. We're working on a game plan for the podcast over the summer that I think you're you're really going to enjoy. For the next two weeks, uh, we're going to do a little bit of a different thing. So next week, we are going to talk about how to study a book of the Bible. We've started this sermon series um, through the book of Hebrews, and so. Next week, I'm just going to kind of break down an introduction to the book of Hebrews that might be interesting. But more importantly, talk about what do you do if you're going to start studying a book? Like How do you you go about that? So I want to share some things. So we're going to do that next week. This week, I thought I would share a little bit about my sabbatical. Not to be self-serving, but because so many people have asked me, (laughs) Hey, what did you do? What did you learn? What, What happened while you were gone? And so I thought, I'll just answer that. On a podcast and try to try to knock it out. And so that's kind of the goal is to be able to talk about this and not just talk about what I did and what I learned, but I think there are lessons in this for anybody. So yeah. people listening, it's not just, hey, what did Owen do while he was gone? You know, catch us up. But how can what Owen experienced on the sabbatical, what does that look like in my own life? How mm-hmm. would God use that? So that's kind of the goal. So this week, I just want to unpack that a little bit. Yeah, so.
2: that's good. So I know that... Like Owen said, a lot of us have questioned, Owen, oh, what did you do? So <laughs> this is a good time, I think, just to get it out for everyone. But before we jump into what you specifically did on your sabbatical, will you talk more about like what even is a sabbatical and why do we do it? Like why does the church offer sabbaticals for our ministry staff?
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a very fair question. And uh, I listen to a ton of different podcasts personally. That's why I love doing this podcast. I just love to listen to podcasts. And I had just gotten back from my sabbatical. Gotten back into the office, and a, a, a podcast I listen to regularly had an episode on why podcast or why sabbaticals are a terrible idea. and Pastors should never do this. I was like, "Oh my word!" I feel like such a fraud here. So, uh, oh my goodness, I'm glad I didn't listen to this before I left. And so, why do we do so, sabbaticals? I, I would want to say up front, I mean, this is a great gift from a church. It's it's not deserved. It's not demanded. It speaks a lot to just who Emmaus is as a church family, saying, We want you to do this. This is important to be able to do this. So, sabbatical uh, obviously comes from that biblical word, Sabbath. It's, it's playing off of, of that idea. And it's a time that you are stepping away. Uh, you're stepping away from your role that you, that you have within the church, stepping back from that job, uh, resting, refreshing. My brother used the word reset. Which I thought that's really good. It feels a lot like that where you're you're stepping back to to reset. So I'd want to say from the beginning, I realize there are a lot of professions that you know don't have a sabbatical baked in, and I'm really thankful that that we do. Pastoring work, church ministry work is unique in the sense of always on, always producing, always creating, and so having a time that that you step back. And I have to admit, you know, a few times I thought, man, I feel feel guilty about doing this, but. What I saw in the process and what I learned, part of what I learned in the process was if I'll do this well, meaning taking this sabbatical, stepping back for this time, this yields long-term fruit for the church. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. this is good for the church if I do yeah. this. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, I think it prevents, not not prevents, let me, let me back away from that. I think it can help uh, stave off some of those things that would lead to burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's good for the church along the way because... As you step back, in kind of a terrifying way, you realize, man, the church is fine. Like yeah. <laughs> the church, the church yes. just keeps going. Like people step up, people continue to build up the church. They continue to uh, advance the gospel. And you look around, and think, man, maybe they don't need me here. Like, maybe they're <laughs> they're totally fine. But I think that's really healthy because if we were ever in a situation where we said, oh man, like person X can't leave, right. they can't be gone, or we'll fall apart man, that would be an unhealthy place yeah. to be as a church. And so I think yeah. that starts with me in and, and that lead pastor role. I need to be able to step back and see this church is going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord's going to continue to do his work. And so that was important.
1: I think there's a, and maybe this is going along the same lines of what you're saying is for the church thinking we can't survive without this person or the person thinking the church can't survive without me. And I think that's what you're saying, but it ties into that identity that, our church is more healthy when its leadership understands first, I'm a follower of Jesus Amen. before that, yeah. I'm this and that. And so I think for me personally, when I took my sabbatical, that was a, a huge thing. It's going to be a temptation to find my worth and all of those things from what I do in the church versus what Jesus has done for me first.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's really good. And I think the Lord kind of took me down that path for sure. And, and just this idea of of rest there was a time uh, probably a couple of weeks into the the sabbatical where you know I'd gotten away and spent some time with other pastors we'd taken a little family trip and I was resting some excuse me I was resting some and Thought, man, it would be great to be able to do this more, more often. And in that moment, I felt like the Lord was like, "You have this every week, dummy." Like I've literally been <laughs> the Sabbath, like it, built into the Ten Commandments, built into Scripture is the idea of, of Sabbath. And like if you'll, if you'll do this, if you'll just rest, if you'll just step back, it's incredibly re-energizing. And so you hope Jim Lee, who talked about this a lot on his sabbatical, but when you come back to come back into a new rhythm, a new way of living, uh, as we study the Book of Hebrews. Sabbath is a key theme in the book of Hebrews. So I'm excited later this summer to talk about that on Sunday morning, but what this what this rest looks like and and also just trying to disentangle your identity from a role or a job that you have. Because after two weeks of of the sabbatical, I was like, I'm ready to go back to work. This is great. Like I'm ready to go back to work. But I'm so glad I had those next two weeks mm. because that's when it really kicked in of, okay, no, no, no. Like, I need mm. to do some personal work here. I need mm-hmm. to think about some of these things, and I need to make sure I'm not just trying to get back to work. Right. That, that, that's not the goal here. So that's so awesome. anyway, that was kind of some of the things we're doing. Uh, There's some really great resources out there I found that with, have these cool acronyms, but really it comes down to REST, REFRESH re-energize, reset, and then refocus on, mm-hmm. on the future. And so that's a lot of what we're trying to, trying to think through on this. Yeah. Well,
1: why don't you, I think our church uh, to some degree would be curious about what rest, refresh, and reset looked like for you on the sabbatical. So talk us through some of the things you or your family did together that helped you achieve that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So, uh, so the first week, the first part of the sabbatical was I went down to Houston and I realized like if there were all the places in the world I was picking to go, you know, for like a sabbatical time, away, I can understand why Houston, Texas would not be, you know, maybe at the top of the list, but Houston had a couple of things built into it. Um, specifically there were two pastors in Houston that I wanted to go and spend some time with. And one of those was Jarrett Stevens, who is pastor at Champion Forest Baptist Church. Um, Jarrett was on staff for a long time at Prestonwood in the the Metroplex and then went down recently to pastor Champion Forest. And I just think so highly of how Jarrett approaches pastoral ministry, uh, his love for the church, the local church, for preaching for other pastors. Jarrett is this kind of guy that feels like he has 500,000 best friends, like close friends. You're like, he really cares about me. And then you find out, you know, all these other people, and he Mm -hmm. connects people together. And so I went down, and Champion Forest is in a situation, and this is another reason I wanted to go to Houston. So a member at Champion Forest, by, as I understand it, kind of just his own private wealth that that the Lord has allowed him to have, he has built the most incredible library I've ever seen in my life. Like this library looks like the type of library you'd find at Oxford or Cambridge in, mm. in the UK. And he's built it on this incredible estate and they've got this old chapel that's there. And so I just wanted to go and spend time uh, at this library reading, go into this chapel and pray, walk around these estate grounds down there. It, it is fantastic. Wow. So if you want to look it up uh, sometime, it's called the the Lanier, L-A-N-I-E-R, the Lanier Theological Library, or uh, if you just look up Lanier Library, Houston, you can see pictures of it on there. But it is unbelievable. Is it open to the public? Yeah, or if you call ahead, uh, you, you can, do you can set go up in there. You have to set up, but okay. yeah, they'll allow you to come in. And oh, so cool. if you're ever in Houston, uh, northwest Houston specifically, to, to go and see that. So spent time with Jarrett, spent time at the library there. And then there's another uh, pastor in Houston. He, he pastors uh, Houston's northwest uh Church and his name is Steve Besner. And Steve was actually pastor of some members here at Emmaus as well when they lived in Houston. And Steve is one of these guys. Uh, he took me to probably, I can safely say, the best barbecue restaurant oh, I've ever been to name? in my life wow. Tejas Barbecue. Oh, T E J A S, Tejas, Tejas Barbecue, just huh. north of okay. northwest Houston uh, up there. Unbelievable. Wow. So, you always hate to be the person that takes a picture of your food, you know, at much, but <laughs> not my family. Man, Steve Steve could tell I was like contemplating this and he was like, dude, just go ahead and take the picture. Like it's gonna be okay. So I it, it was unbelievable. So he took me to barbecue, we hung out. Uh That's Steve so cool. is just at the top of the list of guys I uh I look up to and, and respect and how he thinks about ministry and theology. And so uh so thankful for Steve and he he talked a lot about uh at that lunch, just what God had done in His own life, just experiencing the power of the Holy Spirit, He He gave me a phrase where He said, "God began to do a good work in my life, pastoring, when I stopped striving to be something." Wow. Um, mm-hmm. And I think how guilty I've been mm-hmm. of that. He talked about how hard it is to pastor in Houston with these mega churches and super popular pastors, and 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 I've probably inter- internalized some of that uh, myself. And. It's like when you just stop striving to be something mm. and you just experience the power of the Holy Spirit like mm. that. That's the good stuff in so, the Christian yeah. life and in Christian ministry. And so I, I was so inspired to spend that time there. So so I was down in Houston, uh, read, read a lot of books during that time. On the way down, I listened to uh, Beth Moore's new autobiography and and really appreciated that. I know that could get me in trouble saying that, but I'm not embarrassed to say that. Like, I really... uh, No embarrassment on my part there. I just... I really appreciated her autobiography. Um, Colin Hansen has recently written a book about Tim Keller's influences. The people... It's it's not a true biography of Tim Keller's life, but it kind of works that way. And some people that influenced him. And I was reading that at the time that Tim Keller uh, passed away. Mm -hmm. And just... uh, thinking about the impact that Keller's ministry Mm -hmm. and writing and how he approached approached things. And so I read that book and and a couple of others, uh, uh, Tim Keller's book on prayer, just a really powerful book. And Mm -hmm. so spent some time uh, reading, hiked around a little bit. You know, Houston didn't have great hiking, but there was a few areas. (laughs) had a close encounter with a snake on one of my hikes. uh, Oh, boy. That was was fun. So anyway, that's that. Came back next week, uh, went with my family out to Red River, for, for a couple of days and just just hunt out out there. Uh, so we took along some friends, which meant two vehicles uh, for this trip. So one vehicle was me and Emery in the truck. And Emery just told me funny stories the whole way and uh, watched movies. And I listened to books. And... I'm telling you, I love road trips. Like, I could get in the car this afternoon, and I could just start driving west, and you're not going to find me for weeks. Like, I could just drive forever, and, and uh, driving and hiking, I'd be so happy. So, Emory and I, we just had a blast, and then there was another vehicle that went on this trip, <laughs> the minivan that had the other group in there, and I think it was super loud in that vehicle, and there was a lot of, a lot of scening, and country music, and Taylor Swift, and like, they just, they dominated that. A clear division
1: so, of the it was a, of it, There was a yeah. clear
0: division of the two vehicles that went on this trip, so... We went out there, oh, uh, went to the Great Sand Dunes in yeah. Southern Colorado, had driven past one, mm-hmm. what is that, uh, I think it's US 160 that goes through Alamosa there. I've driven that highway so many times, always wanted to go up to the Great mm-hmm. Sand Dunes, but there's this incredible waterfall as you're driving north up to the sand dunes, you gotta kind of cut off to the right. Mm-hmm. We went up there, this waterfall was in the process of thawing, so it's still frozen oh, wow. all the way down, oh, wow. but it's thawing behind oh my goodness, it was incredible. So we went up there, went to the sand dunes, uh, did some other things. I think that was one of those trips where I was reminded, you go on a trip and then all the fun stuff in ministry happens off to the side. (laughs) When you go off the trail, the things that were unexpected, the wiffle ball games at night with the family, just those kind of things, Um, which, you know, that's kind of how life works. You go through life and then all these amazing things happen just along the along the fringes. So we did that. And then I came back and uh, those last two weeks, just spent some time with family, uh, reconnected with some people, spent a lot of time at home trying to, I had a huge list of projects that was going to get done. (laughs) Probably zero (laughs) is how many I got done on that list of projects. It was good to have goals. Yeah. Good to have have goals. uh, Try to do some, you know, physical fitness type stuff, get back into a little bit of a habit on, on that. And just a lot of journaling time, Mm -hmm. a lot of time in in God's word and just kind of writing things out. Mm Uh, reflecting on, you know, the, the last the last seven years, next seven years, that type of thing. So Well,
1: that probably segues us into another question that our, our people at Emmaus are really curious about. Really fun to hear about the things that you got to do, but what as you, I'm sure there's a lot to process and you're going to be processing for a while, but if you can give us a little bit of a, a glimpse into how, how you were impacted, what you learned, Courage challenged in your time way.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, so looking back seven years, looking back on this last seven years, I spent a lot of time thinking. Okay, if I was if I started over seven years ago, hmm. what might I do different, or what would that how how might that look differently? And I, you know, we, we can't start over. Like it's not how life mm-hmm. works. But it, it was a good thought exercise to think through that and being reminded just how important it is to connect with people. Uh, if I'm not careful, my introvert side or, or more specifically my social anxiety side get gets in the way, but just, just connecting with people, learning their stories, learning who God has placed here at Emmaus. Mm-hmm. And, and I really want to do a better job with that. Just slowing down, connecting with people, hearing their stories. How can I encourage them? How can I equip them to do what God's, God's called them to do? And so uh, definitely want to do some more of that. If I had, in that reflection time, if I just had a profound thought that didn't come from me, but came from the Lord that has guided me the most, it would be this. Uh, and and I just hear my heart on this, but here's, here's the thought was when I look back, there was probably a part of me seven years ago that thought Emmaus is pretty fortunate to have me as their pastor. Hmm. Seven years later, all I feel is fortunate to have Emmaus as my church family. Hmm. Like that, that, was, that was the thought. That was the thing I came away with. And, and you know, it, I don't think it was an overwhelming pride seven years ago. It's just like, Man, I'm gonna be really good for this church and seven years later, man, this church has been really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um and, and what that's done in my heart and my mind and my, you know, excitement about the future. So so I, I spent a lot of time thinking about that and then thought a lot about the, you know, next seven years to come. Uh we've got these seven years with our kids still at home and seven mm-hmm. years from now mm-hmm. we'll be in a completely different season mm-hmm. of life. But what does it look like over the next seven years to, to invest in not only our family but, but in Emmaus and what does it look like to to do that faithfully? And seven years feels overwhelming. So like I said last Sunday, you gotta focus on seven months and seven weeks and seven days and seven hours and seven minutes. And you're just God, what do you have, you know, what do you have right right in front of us to do? And so so I, I spent a lot of time thinking about that. Um, there's always room, it seems like, to grow in prayer and evangelism. Like, those are those two areas of the Christian faith that just, they haunt me a little bit. Like, yeah. like oh, man, I'm pastoring. Like, if I'm going to do well, I need to do well at prayer and evangelism. What do I feel like a stink at? Oh, yeah, prayer and evangelism. Like, mm-hmm. like those two areas, God, how do, I, how do I grow in those? And so that definitely has my, my attention. You know, just wanting to experience that spiritual power, experience what God, you know, has has for our family, for my life, and, and more so just for our church family, you know. So, yeah, those are some things that, that probably come to mind That's great. along the way. Yeah. I, uh, I just,
1: Emmaus, I think it's important for you to hear from, from my perspective, and I know Kennedy would share the same, and speaking from the staff, we couldn't be more thankful for Owen and his family here at Emmaus. And... Uh, hearing the things that he's sharing about the sabbatical and what he experienced and what he's learned only makes me more excited about the future. And uh, um, and so I I cherish the fact that you got this time to get away and I, I think our church feels the same way and so uh, we are thankful to have you at Emmaus and at the same time we know that what is going to happen at Emmaus isn't because of you but right. because yeah. of the Lord's Absolutely. work in you yeah. and we're so thankful how he continues to move and work in your life for that. So yeah. uh, let me pray for you and just Thanks, thank man. you for sharing with us about, you about your time. It was, it was really good. Let's pray. God, I'm just so thankful for uh, the good gift of a, a church that loves you, that loves your word, and uh, Lord, for um, the gift of leadership uh, like you've provided for us and Owen and his family. And so, um, God, we thank you for those seasons, those uh, those moments, or even as, as Owen learned, like even just the regular habit of Sabbath, of just being able to step away, to remember, to reflect who we are and what you've done in our life, and Lord, what, what you're doing today and what you're going to do uh, moving forward. And so, Lord, I just pray that, Lord, you would help all of us as we move forward to keep our eyes solely focused on you, and uh, Lord, that we'll be able to see uh, the, the harvest and the fruit of the good work that happened for Owen on this sabbatical in the, in the days ahead And uh, so, God, we just thank you for your faithfulness to yourself, to your kingdom, to your name being lifted high and how you invite us to be a part of that. And we're just humbled by that. And uh, we receive that grace and we want to be good stewards of it. And so, Lord, we look forward to um, the days ahead. So thank you so much, Lord, for all that you've done for us. Uh, You're uh, creating us, sustaining us, turning our, our faces towards you and away from ourselves to find our hope. And it's your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Love you, Emmaus. See you again soon.